church. Thank you, worship team. How good was it to have Leanne worship leading again? She hasn't led for a while. Awesome. Thanks, Ron and Kirsty and Lee. We're so blessed with an awesome worship team. But you know, I love, um, I love what Patrick said last week about the roar and the sound that's coming from this congregation. Um, as worshippers, it's beautiful and um, so good to come together on a Sunday. I know Dean was going to say something about that in his sermon, so I don't want to steal your sermon, Dean. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to say quickly to Mum did mention about the pregnant, all the pregnant mums we have in church life. I think there's about five pregnant mums who do volunteer in church life and help with our kids' ministry and our play group. And I was just thinking it's awesome that we're coming into a season of new life. But maybe for those of us who aren't pregnant, that's me, uh, anyone else who's not pregnant and who might like to serve just to cover the gap so we can release some of our beautiful families to enjoy this new season of babies. If you'd like to serve on kids or serve in an area um, that you're passionate about, come and see us or see Nancy or Dean and we will definitely love to have you helping on team. How exciting. There's so many babies coming. Really exciting. And um, on that note, let's give Dean a hand as he comes up. Dean is one of the ones who's about to have a, a baby in the coming months, so that's really exciting. Dean, I, when he shares, he always shares with such wisdom, and um, we love hearing from Dean. So thank you, Dean. Who's excited to hear from Dean? Yeah. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, we're excited. I'm super loud. Normally, I'm a bit of, um, Colin will tell me I'm a bit of a nightmare when I preach on sound, but he's not on sound today, so I can be Ryan's nightmare. Uh, hopefully not too good. Hopefully not. <laughs> but no, we're excited. We're having a baby girl, so in July. Yeah, it's not, it's not a secret, so I didn't burst the bubble there. But uh, no, we're excited and getting all the bits and pieces together. Um, no, it's good. It's good. I'm going to pray. So God, we thank you, Lord, for who you are. And God, we thank you that we can be in church this morning. And uh, I thank you, God, that we can gather around your word. And I thank you, God, it's your word that changes us from the inside out. And uh, we just even raise our expect expectation this morning, God, that we're going to walk out of here different. We're going to walk out of here even lighter than we are now, God, that you're going to move in our hearts, God, and stir us, God. And may we be different when we leave here today. Lord, it's our prayer, God. We want to see our community and those around us who don't know you changed and impacted, God. We want to see people's lives saved and come to know you, God. That's why we're here. And I thank you that as the body of Jesus, God, your body, we can come together and there's power and unity and strength in that. In Jesus' name, amen. I love Sundays. It's good to be here. Who likes Sundays as well? Yeah, who's loving church at the moment as well? It's good. It's a good season. And Sarah touched on some stuff that I'm going to share. Leanne sort of preached my message before, so we can all go home and go have morning tea early. Um, but it is such a great season that we're in at the moment. And I know that we say that and not a lot, but I loved how Patrick said that God's going to do something amazing in this season. And just keep reminding yourself when it doesn't look that amazing, God's actually going to do something amazing this season. Um, you know, and in the natural, we've just, the season's changed. We're not in summer anymore, which is, you, well, it's going to be 29 today. So it feels like a bit of a transition. But as, you know, in the natural, things have shifted. I think we're actually shifted into another gear, into another season. And I believe this season is going to be something that's going to be good, rich, and large. And I know we've unpacked that with our, our youth team and with our youth on Friday nights that we believe that we're in a season of purpose and positioning 
And that's something that's good, that's rich, and that's large. And what's really cool is young people are not only grabbing a hold of that, as we speak that out, young people are walking in that and walking in a pace of strength. And, you know, you can, you can feel that something shifted. And I was going to share about last Sunday. So during worship, after worship, Patrick said, he commented that we're all here and we're all here together. And the sound coming out of worship was full. The room wasn't full, but there was something of largeness being expressed. And you could feel that this morning as well as Leanne uh, led. There was something of largeness that was actually here. And, you know, it's not, it's not about the numbers sometimes, is it? We can get caught up in the numbers, but it's not about that, you know, and how good we serve a God who's faithful, who's always moving, who's always breaking out, touching and changing lives, and such a sense that God is actually with us in this season, and it's good, hey. And um, just, like, answered prayers. Like, I think we pray for a lot of stuff, and I don't say people don't do this, but if you have praise reports, like, let Sarah or Josh or myself or Rosie know so we can bring a praise report. We love to hear answered prayers, but how good the last few weeks we had a praise report for, from someone that we're praying for who their husband has esophagus cancer, and the results came back that, one, it didn't look like they had cancer, and two, it didn't look like they even had chemo. So continue to pray for that situation, and, and I'll talk a little bit more about it, but I know Patrick last week, he spoke also about miracles. So if you haven't listened to Patrick's message, jump on SoundCloud and, and have a listen. So he spoke about a little bit what Leanne shared. He spoke about that God's actually placed a treasure that's actually inside of us, and that treasure is so that we can reach things. And the cool thing is, he said God has placed things in us that we don't, know, we don't even know. So actually things in you, that's treasure that God wants to use to build his kingdom and reach people not even, that we don't even know about yet. And, you know, some of us, we think we know it all, but we actually don't. Um, and I love how he shared the story of the four lepers from two kings. Um, so the city was surrounded by, I believe, the Syrian army, the enemy. Four lepers, <laughs> the outcasts, not in the city, <laughs> kicked out. Um, they broke into the enemy's camp. And I remember Patrick was saying, you know, they were like, do we do, we do this and do we die? Well, if we do this, we might die. But if we, if, we, <laughs> if we do this, we might die. But we also may not die. Life or death. But long story short, they entered in, four of them entered into the enemy's camp. And as they entered in, it actually, there was a sound of a great army coming in. There were only four of them, but the sound of them was the sound of a great army, and the enemy retreated, left everything there. Um, funny part of that, when they started eating and feasting on the food and realized they probably shouldn't do that. Um, but how, how good is that? Just like worship, there may only be a few of us, but there's actually a great authority with the few. There is a largeness with the few, and I think that's a key for us in this season. There may only be a few of us, but with that few, there's actually a great authority you know, like praise and worship last week, like praise and worship this morning. Um, and how cool that as we advance, we take one step and then another step and then another step and so on and so on and so on. What God has called us to do, it doesn't matter if we're a leper, the lowest of the low, as we advance, the enemy actually flees. And I think that's cool, hey. I think that's a picture of what God's going to do in this season as we dig deep down into the treasure God has for other people, step out in boldness and confidence in what he's called us to do, maybe go into the enemy's camp. It's actually going to push darkness off lives. And, you know, that whole city 
That city was surrounded. There actually was no way out. But four insignificant people made a difference, hey? And the other thing Patrick spoke about, and I know I'm speaking a lot about his message, and he spoke about compassion, and he said whenever Jesus had compassion, a miracle was about to happen. And that when he's praying for someone, if he can feel compassion for them, he knows God's going to do a miracle in that situation. I just want to encourage you guys, let's, not saying that we don't, but let's make sure we always have compassion. Compassion, the heart of God that God has for people. You know, even, I've been more aware of that last week. And I love how he said, when, when Jesus felt compassion, a miracle was about to occur. And I think we can grab a hold of that. Actually, God, I've got compassion for this person as I pray for them for healing or for breakthrough. Actually, we have confidence you're actually going to bring a miracle. You're going to break through. And I fully believe, fully believe the season, we're not, it's not about holding back or stepping back. It's a season to step ahead, feel compassion, be confident, and actually God's going to break and do something new. And I love what Patrick says. God's looking for people to stand up. Come on, church. We can be those people who, te- who stand up and take a step of faith. If four lepers can do that, we can do that. Um, you know, and tonight we have our team night, and that's going to be, God's going to do something amazing in that tonight. Believe that. And last time we had that, Mark shared on Psalm 144, 13 to 15, and he said, Our sheep will increase by thousands, by tens of thousands in our field. Our oxen will draw heavy loads. There'll be no breaching of walls, no going into captivity, no cry of distress in our streets. Blessed is the people of whom this is true. Blessed is the people whose God is the Lord. And I love our sheep will increase by thousands and tens of thousands in our fields. And Sarah spoke on Job 8, 7. And though your beginning was small, your latter days will be very great. And I think we're getting the picture. There's something large that God has for us to walk in together in this season. You know, Morrison, Steph, Rosie and I, we met. As, as youth leaders, really as youth elders this week, to talk about youth. And part of what we talked about is that largeness doesn't always mean numbers. Um, sometimes largest, largeness does mean numbers. And I think with Highway Youth, he's actually called us to reach a generation. So we are going to see numbers come in. But largeness, outworked, isn't always masses, the numbers, the volume of people coming in. If our only measure of largeness is our attendance sheet that we tick off every week, I think we're looking in the wrong place. You know, sometimes and maybe always the indicators of largeness is not the amount of people you've got signed in. But taking note and looking at the individual lives and seeing the largeness that God's actually doing in a life. Um, if we're to measure large, the largeness of our youth ministry by our attendance sheet, well, we would call ourselves, we're not a very large youth ministry. But if we look at the largeness of God and people's lives when they come to our Alpha group, our Friday night program, Sunday morning, this service, the 10 a.m. service, if we have a look and see what is God doing in their lives, the grace, the momentum, the richness and transforming power of God moving in and through their lives, and wow, we are a large youth ministry. We're not a small youth ministry. We're a large youth ministry, and we're moving in a place of largeness, and uh, Rosie shared this with prayer. We had a young person who shared her testimony and we got her to pray for our youth ministry after she shared because basically she just preached and spoke stuff out into our youth ministry and she said I feel like I'm connected to something bigger than myself and church what is that 
She's tapping into something of largeness for herself. And that's just one of many. And, you know, take note, our youth ministry, we're 99% non, from a non-Christian family. <laughs> um, we had some incidences during, well, not last week, the Friday before, and I'll talk a little bit of that later. But obviously, unchurched young people coming into church in a youth ministry can be pretty chaotic, but also, I think, pretty rewarding at the same time. And we've just finished like a 13-week alpha course, which is massive. And we would have had 8 to 12 young people from non-Christian families there every single week. Some of them from Christian families, hey, Michael and Swelly and Kim Cooper and Zach's there, which is awesome. But anyway, I shared a lot about largeness and walking in that. And the point to everything about that, I want to link that to a message. I want to speak about faithfulness today and hopefully finish in 15 minutes and allow a bit of time that we can sort of like get together in groups and, and chat about this and discuss it a little bit more. I think there's life on those sort of things when we do them. So faithfulness. So if we, took a, a, if we take a step back, I think we all would probably be, agree that faithfulness is something as a Christian, it's, it's pretty good. God calls us to be faithful. It's generally good for us to walk in faithfulness every season. Would you agree? Yep. Sarah agrees. But for, and some other people agree as well. You all agree. But I think, I think faithfulness is actually a key for us as a church this season. Uh, faithfulness opens up new doors. Faithfulness and loyalty in the natural can be a bit of a game changer. And for us in our faith, it's actually powerful and strategic. And um, I want to look at the parable of the talents and... I spoke a little bit on this last time, so a bit of a summary. So uh, there's three servants. Uh, the master is going away, probably holidaying or something. But he gives three of his servants a talent or a bag of gold. It depends which translation you read. So he gives five to one, two to another, one to another one, and trusts them with it. Now, two of the servants were faithful, and they earned a bit of a return, increased them. I think they doubled them. However, one did not. He sort of buried it in the ground and... Didn't really know what to do with it, but it wasn't a very good idea. Um, and in this parable, we'll read in Matthew 25, 21. What was the outcome of their faithfulness in Matthew 25, 21? Could be 23. No, it's 21. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. Servant, you've been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. And in the Passion Translation, it reads... Because you are faithful to handle this small sum, I'll put you in charge of much, much more. For two of the servants in this parable, they were faithful with what they'd be given. And that faithfulness unlocked more. That faithfulness unlocked purpose and blessing. And I, and I remember I spoke about this last time. That faithfulness, it unlocked something they couldn't unlock in their own efforts. Hey, But for one of them, it didn't happen. Luke 16.10 says, the one who manages the little he has been given with faithfulness and integrity will be promoted and trusted with greater responsibilities. You know, faithfulness is one of the keys to come into largeness. You know, faithfulness, loyalty actually opens up the things of God. You know, and I want you to start thinking, what are those things that I can actually be faithfulness? So what is faithfulness. I actually have in my notes, 
Lynn, you're always good at yelling out, but Lynn's not here. She could. But what, what do you guys think is faithfulness? You can talk. Come on, guys. Sarah, Pastor Sarah, what's faithfulness? Oh, don't put me on the spot. Are obedience? Okay, Leanne. Serving. Serving. Okay, Kim? You give him the evil eyes? I just find it a warming in your heart. That's good. That's good. Larry? Try to be true to the gifts that you've been given. Mm, That's good. That's all right. I can see this whole, like, moving the microphone around. You guys aren't used to that. (laughs) We do this a lot at youth, and the young people actually like to do that. So much that they'll come, when you're doing announcements, they'll come stand alongside you and speak into it. Anyway, we'll do that a little bit more often, guys. <laughs> so, you all were right. You all were wrong at the same time. So, faithfulness is the quality of being faithful. None of you said that. But, to be faithful is, and, and hear this out, to remain loyal, steadfast, steady in allegiance, to remain true, firm, devoted, unswerving, unwavering, dedicated, committed, constant, reliable, resolute, unchanging, unhesitating, and uncompromising. And and everything you guys said was actually true. Sorry, guys. Um, And I think it makes sense when we talk about these qualities. Like If we're walking, if we're being steadfast, devoted, unswerving, unwavering, uncompromising, I love this, if we're being unhesitating with what God has put in our life, why isn't God going to give us more? You know, when he sees that individual or he sees that church of HCC and he sees, I see you're actually being faithful, good stewards of what I've given you. You're dedicated, committed, constant, uncompromising. I'm stoked I didn't muck up any of those words. But when we're walking in those, why wouldn't God say, here, I'm actually going to give you more? 2 Chronicles 16.9, it says, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed. God actually looks for faithful people. How good is that? And in the sense of God and faithfulness, faithfulness is one of the characteristics of God. It's a part of his ethical nature. It denotes the firmness or constancy of God in his relationship with his people. It's one aspect of God's truth of who he is that God actually can't change that. God is faithful and it's unchanging. And a few verses, so 2 Timothy 2.13. If we are faithless, he, God, remains faithful. He remains true to his word and his righteous character. Revelations 19.11. This is speaking of Jesus. I love this verse. I saw heaven standing open and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called faithful and true. With justice, he judges and wages war. And the last one, Psalm 100, 100, 100, verse 5, the Lord is good, his love endures forever, his faithfulness continues through all generations. God's never unchanging, he's always faithful, he's consistent with that. You know, the opposite of faithfulness, obviously, is being unfaithful, but also disloyal, inconstant, and faithless. And the question this morning isn't, are we being faithful or not? 
the question this morning is, where can I grow in faithfulness? What areas is God highlighting to me that he's actually placed things? Maybe that treasure that um, Patrick spoke of. What's God calling me to be faithful with? What areas do I need to grow in faithfulness? And even together as a church, what's God actually given us together that we can walk in faithfulness forward? Again, as we walk in faithfulness, he's going to open more doors, give more. Sound good? Is this making sense? Yeah, that's good. So I said, what areas can we grow in faithfulness? Because faithfulness is always something that we can grow in. So Galatians 5, 22 to 23. Let's see, Ebby. Oh, Ebby, you're the AV master. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. So the fruit of the Spirit, you can see faithfulness is in there. And I like this passage. There's a lot in here. This is actually talking about the characteristics that the Holy Spirit grows in us. And before this passage, it it talks about the sinful nature, things that aren't good for us to walk in, that don't really work well for us in the end. But I love what this scripture is actually saying to us. It's saying that these characteristics, faithfulness, it's actually grown in us, produced like a fruit. The Bible tells us that the gifts of God are actually given to us. They're actually there in us. But it tells us the fruits of the Spirit, faithfulness, are actually grown within us. A big difference, isn't there, to be something given to you and something grown within us. And I don't know if you guys have ever looked at that scripture and gone, yeah, yeah, love, I need to grow on that. Patience, I need to be a bit more patient. Peace, I need a bit more peace. But has anyone ever looked at faithfulness and gone, yeah, I need to grow on that one. I don't know, maybe we never make it to the last three. (laughs) The last three, I'll say faithfulness, gentleness, and (laughs) self-control. Anyone not in control here? (laughs) Anyone not gentle? Come to youth on a Friday night, we'll show you some (laughs) impatient people (laughs) who don't have control (laughs) and aren't gentle. No jokes. We've got Geordie's here this morning. Geordie, you walk in all those things. You're perfect. Um... So what the Bible tells us, so again, the gifts of God are given to us. The fruits of God, or the, sorry, the, the fruits of the Spirit actually grown within us. And how are these fruits grown? We'll, we'll read that in the Amplified Version. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit, the result of His present, presence within us, is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while we're waiting. Kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So the fruit of the Spirit, in brackets, the result of His presence working within us, take note of that. You know, how do we grow in the fruit of the Spirit? It's actually the presence of the Holy Spirit working within us. Um, And maybe the key and the take-home message from today, if I want to grow in faithfulness, all the, the half a dozen more characteristics up there, We actually, how do we do that? Take home message, actually spend some time with the Holy Spirit. We don't need to, and this is, that can seem, that's not a a challenge as such. Actually, when I read that, I find that comforting because I don't need to strive to work in these. 
naturally we grow in each of these characteristics as we spend time with God and allow his presence into our lives. It's not about, oh, I need to be more patient. <laughs> it's actually as I draw near to God, he actually draws near to me and actually builds this within myself, you know, sort of the, the flow and effect of what God produces in us. And I'm not saying that if you struggle in those, because we all struggle in those, it's because you're not spending enough time with God. But the take-home message is when we struggle with walking in any of these, and we will, we can spend time with God and he'll actually do the reverse effect. He'll actually build them up in us. Um, and, I, and I love that because we all go through seasons where we're zapped of our, our peace. We all go through seasons where we're zapped of our joy. And when we spend time, he actually builds those back into us. But also, I'm sure we all go through seasons where actually our faithfulness is, is zapped. You know, the effect of a hard season can actually leave us, you know, the faithfulness tank is getting pretty low. You know, it's the same thing when we spend time with God and allow the Holy Spirit to come in. And whether, however that is, whether that's praying, whether that's in your small group, whether that's at church, worshipping, whatever it is, reading the word, actually spending time with God actually builds up faithfulness, the peace, the love, the joy that sometimes get it taken away. You know, spending time with God positions us back in a place of strength and faithfulness. How good is that? And, you know, even this week when Maury, Steph, Rosie and I, we met, you know, part of, what we'll reason, part of the reason why we're meeting is we had a pretty chaotic Friday night and, you know, chaotic but fruitful. <laughs> sort of go hand in hand sometimes, don't they? <laughs> you ever had one of those days? Um, and why did we meet? Like, we met to debrief. We needed to debrief and learn some ways forward. But we also needed to find faithfulness together. And there was so much life and faith built as we met together and as we talked and prayed together. And as we even came back to the point, who is God? What has God said? Where are we going? You know, let's regroup. Let's not get distracted or disheartened by what's going on. But let's continue in faithfulness with what God said and what God's promised. And sometimes in a situation when you feel disheartened and discouraged, it's actually an opportunity to choose to walk in faithfulness. And sometimes that's a pivotal moment. Am I going to continue this way or am I actually going to go in the way that God has and walk in faithfulness? Brian Houston says that loyalty, faithfulness, will get tested and it's only proven once it's tested. And like I said, sometimes disheartenedness and discouragement is an opportunity to walk in faithfulness, to allow God to replenish faithfulness in our lives. And just in a team context, I think faithfulness is linked to loyalty. They're sort of the same thing. And loyalty is linked to unity. They actually all go hand in hand. And walking in faithfulness has the ability to impact multiple areas of our life. You know, if I'm faithful in my work job, that actually opens up opens up opportunities. Um, if I'm faithful with what God's given me, that opens up opportunities. But if we're faithful to each other, what's that going to open up together? Faithfulness has the ability to impact multiple areas, impacts our relationships and the lives of other people. And when we're faithful to each other, we're actually building each other up. And in turn, something is being built together. And who would think the enemy doesn't want 
us to walk in faithfulness and will oppose faithfulness because he knows that it's powerful. You know, remember, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few. I'll give you more. And I love this quote, and I'm finishing up. I'm on time. I love this quote by Mother Teresa. She says, I do not pray for success. I ask for faithfulness. Success is not the goal God has in mind for us. Our focus needs to be on faithfulness. And sort of to summarize and bring this together, and then we might split and talk into small groups. Number one, we're in a season where God's going to do something amazing. There's largeness for us to walk in. Number two, faithfulness is a key to opening up the more and largeness. It opens up doors. It's a game changer, and it opens up things you can't in your own efforts or strength. And when you think about faithfulness opening up largeness, I want you to think about people like the Israelites, you know, rescued from Egypt, 40 years spent in the desert. I think someone had said they saw more miracles than any other generation. And yet, why didn't they enter into the promised land, the largeness God had? They were disobedient. They couldn't see past the natural. And actually, if you look at it, they're actually unfaithful people. Oh, Moses did a good job, hey, <laughs> leading them. But on the other hand, Caleb and Joshua, so they saw the promised land. And I love this story because it tells how they had the grapes that were like so big they had to carry between them. Was that one big grape or was it like all the, I don't know. I like to think it was just one giant grape. <laughs> I don't know, guys. You just got to roll with me, okay? <laughs> now when you read that, just think of one giant grape. <laughs> anyway, so Caleb and Joshua went into the promised land. And how cool, they came back with a completely different report than those around them. Those around them, they actually didn't see the largeness. Fear and intimidation, we can't go in there. They're going to eat us. <laughs> Look at the size of the grapes. <laughs> We're tiny. <laughs> They'll just they're pegging grapes at us. But they came back with a different report. They actually came back and they saw the largeness. They had faithfulness with their report, didn't they? And I love even just local examples that we can... And because Caleb and Joshua, they had faith, they walked into the largeness. I hope you guys got that. Into the promise. But even local things, you know. Talk about Catherine Swelly this morning. You guys have been faithful with this. <laughs> Welcome to adult ministry. <laughs> but no, as they've been faithful, it actually unlocks something else. You think of um, Mark and Liz in Sydney as well. They've been faithful serving up there. And actually now God's opened up things they, they never believed that could happen. They're walking in largeness. And even Patrick and Rebecca, their faithfulness with their Africa fund, doing things they've never done to see things never been done before. And now we get to be a part of the largeness that they're walking in. And try and, like, we can box God in, hey? But let's try not to be boxed in by our thoughts or by the past because the largeness, you know. Patrick said there's things in your life that you don't even know that's in there. There's treasure in there. And I think even for us, like if you see, if you see treasure in my life, you should come tell me. But <laughs> encourage me. But a word of encouragement, I might actually see something in Sarah's life that she doesn't see. You can actually build that. Would you like some treasures to be pointed out, Sarah? <laughs> Josh probably would like that more, wouldn't he? <laughs> but I think one to another, let's build each other up. Actually, I see there's actually encouragement on your life. Actually, there's a gift of service in the AV team for you. <laughs> Amen. Hey, Ebony. So, back on track. Let's look and approach the things of God with faithfulness. 
with faith and confidence. And um, we're going to break into small groups. We've got five minutes or so. And um, Eb's going to hopefully put a slide up there. So in your small group, <laughs> your group of small friends, what are some areas God is calling you into faithfulness? Was there another question? So what are some areas God is calling you into faithfulness? And if not that, finish the sentence. In this season, I'm going to be faithful and dot, dot, dot. So number one, what are some areas God is calling me into with faithfulness? And number two, I'm, gonna f- I'm going to be faithful in this season and dot, dot, dot. That's it. Did you want to add anything, Sarah? Or... Perfect. No. Awesome. Let's split into small groups. So if you, you can do these in pairs, you can do it in threes or fours, but let's make sure no one is actually left out. So Ryan might, or Ebony might put some um, music so it's not so awkward in the background. But yeah, split into small groups now, guys.